to the Speaking of Tangents podcast, a podcast for your ears. This week's show is brought to you by the Soledad O'Brien Hot Sauce. Soledad O'Brien Hot Sauce. When she brings the heat, it's the truth. Pour one out for Chris Salism. Soledad O'Brien Hot Sauce. Get some today. My name is Jason. Hey, and I'm KJ, and we kick off this episode with our Oscars wrap-up. Spoiler alert, Fishman. We announced the winners, Guillermo del Toro. So if you don't want to know, Jordan Peele, you might want to skip the first few minutes. Um, and then we talk about yet another DA moment. Well, kind of. And speaking of hotness, Bonnie Burko is throwing nothing but heat as she tells two stories about baseball from 1986 in Story Time with Bonnie. Next, we try to pronounce some stuff. And then finally, we wrap it all up with feedback, where, spoiler alert, we may or may not agree or disagree with some of your takes. Don't miss the thrilling conclusion. All that, plus several conversational tangents. Spoiler alert! In a week, week. things happen. Yes, they do. And now, we'll review. Yes, we will. Those things that happened. The things that happened. It's the speaking of tangents. Week in review. So what's up this week? Good is up this week. The Fish Man won the Oscar for Best Picture. Yes, as predicted here by Kevin Stanfield, who never saw the movie, never saw any of the Oscar nominees, and correctly nailed the Oscar winner. With confidence. He's a a genius. Yes. Yes. And he tweeted us and Mm -hmm. said, at at Stanfield Kevin, I'm thinking my Oscar prediction has earned me a return visit to Speaking of Tangents. 100%. Yes, all in. Yes. Absolutely. Well, you know, it is one of the top three podcasts in the galaxy. Universe. Universe. Whichever's bigger. Whichever's bigger. Whichever's bigger, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there's only two others that might be. He didn't rank them. He didn't say, you know, he just said top three. He didn't say which one we were. So, I mean, we put ourselves at number one. If you make it to the top three, you've made it to the top three. That's right. I mean, I don't think anybody can refute that. No, they can't. Try, just try. Logic. <laughs> try it sometime. So why is, Logic. Why is, try it sometime. I haven't seen the Fishman movie, and I'm not going to see the Fishman movie. Um, no, The Shape of Water is the, actually the term, but we like the Fishman movie. Fishman movie. Yeah. yeah. It's, it will forever be known to me as the Fishman movie, and the assistant janitor and or scientist yes. that fell in love with the Fishman. And you know, when I was watching the Oscars, and they kept showing. Wait a minute, wait. You watched that nonsense? I did watch it. I had to was watch it? it. I had to see, you know, if Kevin was going to, you know, correctly predict it. I told him we were, I was now rooting for it. So I wanted to watch it. You oh, know, I was totally rooting for his predictions. But in honor of him not seeing the actual movies, I didn't watch the Oscars. The actual, I just read yeah. about it afterward. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, that's fine. You know, only losers watch <laughs> the Oscars and only losers would make would, brackets. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think I think I think my tweet said only losers would have awards where they vote and give themselves awards. Yes, because that, that's what the Oscars is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. It, it it is really so inclusive where they have just this group of you know movie stars and movie professionals that vote on stuff and hand them their own selves awards, and we somehow make a big deal out of it. Yeah, well, and the SAG awards, I would I could argue, are even worse because that's just oh, yeah. actors. There's nobody, yes. yeah, on the outside. Oh, when I was watching the Oscars, they yes. kept showing 
clips of The Shape of Water. And I know I haven't seen it. And people must like it. I don't know who, but people must like it. But I just cannot. I do not want to see this movie. Oh, no. It just looks. I don't think I could do it. I I think it would make me uncomfortable. Maybe that's part of the point. I'm sure that is part of the point. But I got a whole host of other movies that could make me feel uncomfortable. I don't need Fishman. I'll be honest with you. I'm not interested in seeing a single movie that was nominated except for maybe Dunkirk. Wasn't that nominated for Best Picture? Yes. And only well, the only reason I Get want to out. see that is I know what I know the story. I've read so much about it. I don't and I think the key to that movie is the the writing. Didn't he win for best original screenplay? Yes. Uh, I was Jordan debating Peele? if that was between it, it was either that or director, but I think it was screen screenplay. I think, yeah, I think Guillermo, Guillermo, del, Guillermo del Toro, Toro won for director, yeah. yeah. So yeah, so the writing in that in the story and how it's written and how it um, the different layers to that. And I've read all about it enough to I know what happens in the movie. And I'll be honest with you, I don't like Brian Williams' daughter, whatever her name is. Allison Williams? Yeah. In, in she's, in, isn't she in that movie? Yes, yeah, she is. Yeah, she's the main uh, girlfriend. She's the girlfriend, yeah. yep. Yeah, and it, it's just, I, I'm, I think you said before you didn't see it because you thought it was a horror movie. Yes, but I have seen it. It's not a horror movie, right? It's yeah. a psychological thriller. Yes, right? it is. It would I yeah, would not but, put it in a horror category. No, and psychological thrillers to me only work when you don't know what you don't know the story. Well, it worked for me, but I didn't know the story going in. So yeah, you're saying exactly that you knew the story, so you don't need to watch it. Yes, that is correct. Okay. I still might watch it because I mean it's on HBO now. Well, yes, I have it, that's how know, I watched to it. Watch it for free, but like you said. There's so many other things out there to watch. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I saw Get Out and The Post and... <laughs> How was that? Lady Bird. Oh, I take that back. That is one that I would actually want to see. Lady might, Bird was excellent. That. Now, I didn't so, see I, Tanya, but I thought that Laurie Metcalf was brilliant. Was that nominated for Best Picture? Yes. I, Tanya? No, no. Yeah, I... Um, no. I don't know. Lady Bird was. That's what I was talking about. Yes, definitely Lady Bird. But see, um, I, Tanya, Alice, and Janney won over um, Laurie oh, Metcalf. Okay. And I, without seeing Alice and Janney's performance, I would say that Laurie Metcalf was brilliant. And I was, I was cheering for her, but she didn't win. Okay. Well, I mean, I want to see Lady Bird and Get Out would, would probably. So there's maybe three in Dunkirk just because it's Christopher Nolan. Mm-hmm. Um, so I might see those, but it's nothing I'm rushing out to see. Yeah, well, you, you'd have to see Black Panther first. Oh, absolutely. I yeah. much more want to see that over any of these. Yeah, Black Panther was really good. I, yeah. It'll be interesting to see. Will it, it is a mainstream movie. Will it have any nominations next year? It should be nominated for Best Picture, it sounds like. It should be, but will it be? Because this is like a superhero type of movie, and those don't usually get nominated. You mean to be real cynical about Hollywood? Yes, please be cynical. Because people thought Jordan Peele and Get Out were going to win for director and picture, they were the front runners in a lot of cases this year. Mm -hmm. I feel like Black Panther will be at least be nominated in some of these high level categories next year. Because people will be like, oh, is, you know, the Oscars, Oscars are turn Oscars so white, they turn racist again. But they gave Jordan Peele 
an award. But they didn't they didn't give him the best picture though. No, they didn't. Or the directing. And I think no. I think Black Panther will be nominated for best and I think from what it sounds like it should be nominated. But I think there will be a I think I've already read about backlash about how, you know, Hollywood, you know, snubbed get out for best picture. Oh, have you? In some well, cases. Oh yeah. You know, there's also the Me Too movement and the the women taking, yes. you know, a stand. And so Greta Gerwig mm-hmm. didn't win for director of Lady Bird. That's true. And you know what? You know what I hope this results in? I hope in more women and more minorities getting nominated and winning stuff. Absolutely. It has got to keep opening the door to where everything's an equal playing field. And that's all you, that's all you need to ask for. Yeah, I agree. So anything else happened this week with you or to you? Um, let's see. Um, a friend of mine took my kids to school this week on Friday, last Friday. They did? Your I friend did? able to. Yep. Um, she, um, she drove them to school and dropped them off. And <laughs> my daughter, who's six, was in the car and she's like telling jokes and laughing. And my son, who's like 11, um, it's like, that's not funny. And you know, remember, I have Tigger and Eeyore. <laughs> yes, right. As kids. Uh, and he goes, that's not funny. And she goes, well, it's funny to chickens. And just cracked up laughing. And the one, my friend who drove him was like, what, what does that mean? And she could not stop laughing when she was telling us this story because she's like, it was cracking me up. I mean, so, so. <laughs> the, the, the joke was not about chickens. It had nothing to do with chickens. I don't even know what it was about. I asked my daughter, I said, what is it about? She's like, I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> she did tell me one, one joke that she made up. You want to hear it? You mean, it, this was a, a few weeks ago. Um, so knock, wait a knock. minute. She made it up? Yeah, she made it up. Knock, okay. knock. Who's there? An interrupting duck. An interrupting duck. Quack, 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 <laughs> quack, quack, quack. Yeah. I like that. And that is funny to chickens. Absolutely, that'd be funny to chickens. <laughs> or gray ducks. All right, Minnesota. Oh, uh, no. I, listen, I don't like gray ducks. Get it together, Minnesota. It's goose. Okay. <laughs> yes. Why is it duck, duck, gray duck? Why did we I ever do answer not that? know where that came from. Okay. You must know some native Minnesotans. I do. Okay. Can they explain why? Well, they're not here with me now. But I'm but saying you, I could, can certainly you, you could go, you could go investigative report and ask multiple different native Minnesotans probably in the next couple of weeks and figure this out. I probably could. Okay. I don't know. If my, I my guess is they're going to say, I don't know. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how long this has been around, but it's a very, you know, it's a big deal around here, whether it's gray duck or goose, and you are yeah. pigeonholed <laughs> into certain categories, mm-hmm. depending on where, which side you're on. I, I'll, I, how can one state just have this one difference in the rest of the, the rest of the country? I don't know. Be, because be we're special way. in Minnesota. We're special. We can oh, be boy. anything we want to be. Oh, boy. <laughs> you know how we both feel about that. Yeah, I know how I feel. And I know how you feel. So, yes, I know how we both feel. So, anyway, that was my week. Uh, my friend took my kids to school on Friday because I was on the radio here. And that's about it. Um, you were on the radio? What? <laughs> Anything else happened to you? Yeah, yes. Actually, it didn't happen to me, but but it something happened to the Hall of Famer. So uh-huh. I'll live vicariously through the Hall of Famer, if if you'll bear with me. Sure. So the DA moments they just keep coming. Ooh. Um, and the, the Hall of Famer, not me. The Hall of Famer had one earlier this week. 
I don't know. It's maybe a stretch to call it a DA, mo- DA moment, but humor me. Okay. So the, the Hall of Famer's on spring break right now. And so went up to visit her sister in so Duluth. So like down in, down in Florida, like at Daytona? No, Duluth, Minnesota. You said on spring break. So I was assuming that went, you know, <laughs> yeah, on spring down, in, break, down in Daytona, but- you know, living it up, nightlife down there in Daytona, Florida. No. In that spring, or, or, or I'm sorry, in, what's, what, what's the one in Arizona um, where they go and have all the boats like in the lake? I don't where, know. You know what I'm talking about? No, I don't. These are not okay. the type of spring break trick, trips that well, we- Well, maybe, maybe ask the Hall of Famer when she's back. How about that? All right. Well, right now, it's the Duluth area. A blizzard. Duluth, Georgia? No, Duluth, okay. Minnesota. Okay. So this is the so visiting her sister, and this is the same sister and brother in law who curl at the you know the now famous Duluth Curling Cup. Oh Club. yeah, the picture from last week of the two the screen cap of the three faces. The, yes, that's the sister. elation, the agony of defeat, and the oh no, are we going to win? That yeah, kind of yeah, that one. Yep. So the Hall of Famer went up there and at the at the beginning of this week and to visit them, and they both mm-hmm. had to curl. The mm-hmm. curling event. So she went with them to kind of see how this whole thing goes and sat up and watched the curling events. And um, I guess she probably absorbed it like a sponge. I'm hoping that, you know, I'll learn more about these terms. I don't know what any of them mean except for throw the hammer down. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm expecting to be an expert at curling. Um, curling expert by next week. Okay. Yes. So, so anyway, in a different match, it was, it was just our brother-in-law. Um, in the match and so the hall of famer and the sister were watching and in walks one of the members of the usa gold medal curling team just showing up for a match so i so they're texting me and i said well which one is it who is it and um my sister-in-law said it's the hot one the hot one (laughs) i'm like okay who's the hot one what's the hot Um, one tyler george um, so <laughs> and I said, Well, you should go say hi and, and get a selfie with him, you two. <laughs> and so then a few minutes later I get a text back and the Hall of Famer and Tyler George are are posing for this picture, but no sister in the picture. Okay. Nice. I say, Where's sister? Oh, she was too nervous. She said he was too hot. <laughs> Wait a minute. You texted me this picture. Does yeah, hot mean something different in Minnesota than it does in Georgia? <laughs> I don't know. The Hall of Famer wasn't too nervous to take the picture with the hot no. Tyler and I George. Mean, I mean, it's not, like, it's not like I'm good at determining the hotness of other men. Uh-huh. But I'm not either. I, mean, so the, I, I, can only, I can only determine the hotness of one man. <laughs> and me. that man is? Me, of course. Yeah, yeah. But um, I, um, I would have not used hot. Yeah, m- me either. But, you know, everybody's got their <laughs> preference. Totally. And uh, he's not, in the eye of the beholder. He's not like he's grotesquely not, hideous. No, you know, he's and, a normal looking dude. And there's only five members of the curling team. So, oh, okay. And it, it could be that relative he, to he's the hottest of yes, that group. Yes. Relative. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. I, I can go with that. I haven't uh, seen the others though. And like I said, I'm a bad judge of that. She said she was too nervous because he was too hot, but yet she took the picture. <laughs> so I don't know what the difference was. <laughs> It's, it made me laugh. So anyway, I sent you that picture. Um, Does your brother-in-law know how she feels about this guy? Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> and, and they said, you know, he was a really nice guy. And, and as they were leaving for the night, a few more of the gold medal curlers came strolling oh, in. Oh, wow. 
Yeah, just, you know, another day at the Just the, the, just the non-hot club. ones, just the, you know. Yeah, the non-hot they, ones. They weren't the hot ones, so it didn't matter. They didn't take any pictures with him. So yeah. did he have like the gold, did they have gold medals? Or is that something where they get them later? I did Because I always wondered how that them. worked. I did not see them. He was not wearing it around his neck in the picture. Because uh, I, cause I know I they give him the medal like to get on the, the podium or whatever to, you know, play the national anthem and do that stuff. Yeah, um, I, mean, don't, you I don't thought, know. I don't know. Maybe. I thought they took them. That was just like a, like a prop one. Uh-huh. Like a, it wasn't a real one, but it's not like the one they get to keep. And then like it takes like, like a few months later, then they ship it to them or something like that. I don't know why. I don't. I could be completely one hundred percent making that up. But that, that's what I thought. That's how I thought they handled it. Well, you might be right because originally they, I think it was the men's curling team that got the gold medal for the women's curling team. So the medal said women's. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the one they posed with, but they they said that that was rectified. But can you imagine? I are they going to spend tons of money to ship gold medals? I would think that they would make sure they got what they needed, and that it was their responsibility yeah. to fly back with it. You're probably right. You know, and the other thing, you could probably convince me if you know I'd had a couple of drinks. You could convince me that if you bit into the gold medal and took the foil off the outside, it's chocolate inside. So <laughs> I don't know anything about medals in Olympics. I don't either. Okay. All right, so that's the. I don't know if it's a DA moment or, or not, but it's close enough. Yeah, famous. He's he's. I mean, he's not a household name or you know, relative. Yeah, but do we know him like we know DA? I don't know him at all. I still don't know him. I don't even remember his name now. When you said it two minutes ago, um, which is not to say that any of his accomplishments weren't awesome. That that was an awesome all-time Winter Olympic event for the United States that these guys came out of nowhere and were, just seemed like normal dudes and won an event that the U.S. had no business winning is what it sounded like in history. Um, I think it was a very historical Winter Olympics event for the U.S., but I I mean, are these guys going to be signing like endorsements like what's-her-face, the Chloe Kim, the snowboarder, or Sean White, the snowboarder, or Lindsey Vaughn? I don't know. I don't know. Um I know they just did a they might be. podcast I mean, with if he's Nate Silver, yeah, talking oh, about yeah. curling and well, you know, the, probably explaining it. I didn't listen to it, but I know the that analytics of curling. Yes. So you think we could get this guy? Maybe the Hall of Famer's sister could talk to these people and say, "Hey, you want to call in and you know tell us about how you, how the how the metal works?" Because I would seriously ask him, you know, if you bite into it, is it chocolate inside? I think. Um, <laughs> I would love it if you asked that question first of all, but I think that um, if you're put if you're leaving this up to the Hall of Famer's sister, I think mm-hmm. she might be too afraid to approach him because he's too hot. That is a good point. Yeah, that is that is a very good point. So that's probably not going to happen. But maybe we could get some other members of the curling club to call in and, and tell us about how that experience goes, and maybe maybe explain curling. That'd be since yeah, neither of us really be, know. Oh, I'm sorry. You're going to be an expert. I'm going to be an soon. expert by the next time. So you we'll can talk. explain it to us. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm sure our listeners are dying to hear to, about that. To hear yeah. an expl- an in depth, detailed explanation of curling. I I'm sure they are. You know. You and know then, what? I bet it's incredibly interesting, and it would be really cool to learn about. People I, I just, are. I know nothing about it in curling. Yeah. The Hall of Famer said that. When they returned to school after the gold medal match, mm-hmm. all of her students would come in and scream to her, you know, I want to learn curling. Are we going to learn curling today? So the kids are into oh, it. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> the kids are into it. Curling. The kids are into it. <laughs> you heard it here first. Yes. <laughs> 
So that's it. That's that's all. Um, and you said something about being on the radio. Do we have a guest on the show this week? Answer no or yes, it's a binary thing. Do we have a guest? Do we have a guest? Answer no or yes. All right. Well, welcome back, Bonnie Burko. Yes, it's yes. it's a baseball season. Do you have any stories for us about baseball? Well, thanks for having me back on again. This is great. And I'd love to talk about baseball. Oh my God. I have a, cool. I have a kind of a fun story that happened, um, in 1986, um, the Mets were, uh, in the world series and, uh, my husband, he was covering it for CNN and he had, um, his credentials and I took old credentials because we've been to many events through the years. I took old credentials and I doctored them to look <laughs> like the credentials that could get you, you know, full access. So I doctored mm-hmm. old credentials credentials, and I wore them. I did two of them because I wanted to see if I could sneak in. And then I was going to go sneak my girlfriend in, who was also worked at CNN, <laughs> a producer. And it worked. I was, um, I was in the tunnel. Um, under the stadium and we're standing outside and the giant roar and all of a sudden players come running in and the place goes crazy. It goes absolutely crazy. And I run in with my fake credentials on and I'm in the locker room and I'm jumping up and down and I'm with Lee Mazzilli and Lee Mazzilli and I have champagne poured on her head, which I have a photo of, which is like the greatest photo in the world. It's like the pride of my life. My hair is soaking wet and um, being hugged by Lee Mazzilli. And my husband, I snuck back out to get my girlfriend in. And as I'm sneaking out, my husband's coming in with his camera crew. And he's like, oh my God, what are you doing coming out of there? I'm like, oh my God. And I went out and I got her in, which is remarkable. And we were both in the locker room and there was just, and, and Fanny and all the crews and celebration. And, and it was just really, really fun. And I couldn't believe that I had done that. And, you know, these days you could never do that now. But in 86, oh, not. not anymore, yeah. yeah, it was pretty easy. So did you say this was 1986? Is, did you say this was the World Series? Uh, yes, was, that was the one. Yeah. Okay. Now, is that the one? Forgive me because, uh, you know, I'm not up on my Mets history as much as I am Twins and Cubs, but is that the series? Ball through that, the legs. Buckner through the, leg. the legs. Yep. Oh, yes, okay. Buckner, All right. Yes. 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 So that was, wow. oh my God. It was, a, wow. it was unbelievable. <sighs> but hearing the stadium go crazy when you're underneath the tunnel is, uh, is unbelievable. You think that it's, it's going to collapse because it was so loud and that yeah. you couldn't talk to each other under there. It was so loud. Oh my God. It was, it was just a tremendous, amazing um, world series and playoffs and it ended the way I wanted it to. And my team got to win. And then a very cool story after that, the parade, the parade mm-hmm. for the oh, Mets mm-hmm. went down, of course, down wall street. And I was working the parade for CNN. So I was in a microwave truck. And those are the things with the big masks on the top, right? And uh-huh. sending the yeah. signal, bouncing the signal back to CNN. And so we're in the parade covering. And I had reporters. I don't know who it was. It might have been Jeannie Moose and Charlie Feldman and maybe Richard Ross. And they're scattered throughout the parade. And they were sending the signals back to the truck. And I was bouncing it off, uh, turning it back to CNN. And the crowd was unbelievably huge, surging. 
And, you know, there's no place you can go if there's an extra big crowd because, of, you know, the buildings are blocking you from pouring out. And it got so crowded that people literally couldn't move. And a woman comes up. I'm with a crew inside the truck. I'm with an audio guy. And I was directing and um, punching a switcher. So I had an audio guy in there with me and maybe somebody else. And at one point, people were crawling all over the truck. They're crawling like bugs all over the truck. And they're <laughs> swinging from the mast, which is probably dangerous to do. Mm-hmm. They're swinging yes. from the mast. They're, oh, it's crazy. And they're snapping off all the antennas. It's literally destroying the truck. And then they're starting to tip us over. Oh, my goodness. They're, they're the, wow. Yeah, it's crazy. They're walking the truck back and forth like they're going to tip us over. And we're inside like, oh, my God, we're going to die now. And then a woman comes up and she starts banging on the window and she has a baby. <laughs> and we open, I open up the window. I'm like, what, what? And she's like, help me, help me, help me. Take my baby. And she pushes the baby <laughs> through the window at me. I'm like, oh, my God, what is happening here? And then she runs away. And we're holding this baby. And I'm like, what are you doing? And she's what? like, I want to see Daryl. I want to see Daryl. She wanted to go see Daryl Strawberry, who's going to be like on a float or something. And she pushes the baby. And we have a baby now in the live truck that's got people <laughs> crawling all over. And I'm like, oh, my God. What am I going to do? And we're, we're doing live shots. Of course, we probably had yeah. at that point because everything was broken on the truck. But I, since I don't lactate on command, I could not see this baby. <laughs> And fortunately, the baby was really nice and didn't scream and cry and everything. And it was very, very, um, you know, a nice, sweet, quiet little baby. And we kept the baby with us while we're in the truck and while we're working for, oh, it had to be an hour and a half until she finally came back. She showed up and she's banging on the window. And I'm like, well, here's the mom. And we opened up the window and gave her back her baby. And she ran off. And that was just unbelievable that we had a baby in our truck. And she just left it. That is un- <laughs> t- totally unbelievable. So this woman didn't know didn't know you at all, though. It didn't she had no idea who you were. She didn't know anything. She didn't want to have a baby out in the parade. And I can't yeah. bring it. Had to see Daryl. Oh, there's a, just see There's another thing that would probably not happen today, like sneaking in, like being able to doctor credentials and get into the stadium. I don't think right. many parents would do that nowadays. Parents no, are a little different was, now than they were in 1986. Yeah, 20, 30 Absolutely. years ago, it's different. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I've actually snuck in, I guess I probably shouldn't be saying this, but I snuck into the um, White House Correspondents' <laughs> Dinner one year. Um, <laughs> yeah. That was before Salahi. Before Salahi? Okay. They, before they oh, okay. ruined it, for those of us who were smart enough to be able to sneak into things. But they ruined it because they, they trumpeted it like idiots. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I snuck in to the White House Correspondents' Dinner one year. Um and I got to enjoy the party. And then I, then, from then on, I, you know, I was a guest every other year. And I was there for many, many years. It was a really, really fun party. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I knew how to sneak into stuff before. It sounds like now, it. Do you, no, rem- no way. do you remember who you were when you, what was your doctored credential? Do you remember? <laughs> I mean, if you don't want to say, that's fine. But I'm wondering you know, like if an you alias. actually remember. <laughs> no, for that one, I didn't use a credential. I just slipped past the security. Ooh. What? Yeah. <laughs> at the White House. Wow. This is like at the White House security and then like one of the most iconic moments in Mets history where you think that they would secure the locker room. You're sneaking into both of those. It's pretty good. But remember, these are the old days. There's no way you can do yes. any of that now because it's so oh, no. much more secure. And back then, there was no big threats and you could pretty much sneak in and 
it was not even a big deal. But of course, now everything's changed. So I wouldn't even yeah. try to do something like that, nor should anybody, because that's, you know, the thing, everything's changed. But back yeah, then, it was really fun to be able to pull it off. Yeah, it's like oh, you said, yeah. a few people who have made, who've trumpeted it and have really ruined it for the rest of us who were just doing it for fun. <laughs> they they're ruined causing all the problems. Yes, yeah. yes they <laughs> <laughs> Well, see, as we said the last time you were on, you had you earned the name Bonnie Gets It Done long before Absolutely. you met Tony Gornizer. Oh, Bonnie yeah. Gets It Done, sneaking into Mets celebrations of like, Said, the most iconic, <laughs> yeah, one of the most iconic so Mets. Yeah. <laughs> I was really sneaky. And you know what? It, all I had to do was like, look like you belong, mm-hmm. be in a hurry, head down, have some prop on you and be- to get into the locker room. I had the old videotapes in my arms and a clipboard. Nice. So I looked like I belonged. And Act this, like you've been there. Yeah. yeah. And this was, was planned. Is this, was this part of the plan? Get some old videotapes. Get the a, disguise. Absolutely. Absolutely. You want to <laughs> oh, look like you belong so and nobody's going to pay attention. Yeah. That's very great. Look at, yeah. And the White House, I was wearing a gown a ball uh-huh. gown and heels and my hairdo and everything. And you just like kind of flip past them and, and pretend like, Oh, I see my husband over there. And I just walked right in. And you said, <laughs> find your, you find your moment. You wait for it, wait for it. And then whoop, you're in. <laughs> that's, oh, awesome. that's hilarious. I could, I get nervous <laughs> just, you know, when you're trying to get a, maybe a better seat at the stadium, at the baseball stadium. Oh, like moving and down rows moving or down, And you're supposed to just yeah. sort of, like you said, Bonnie, just walk through, pretend like you belong yeah. there, have a bunch of food yeah. in your hand so they can't ask you for a right. ticket. I get nervous. Right. I don't, I don't ever, what's the I worst? don't ever get away what's with it. What's the worst that could happen? What's the worst that could happen? They catch you and make you go back and embarrass you. That would be too much. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind thing. if I got embarrassed. The one thing I worry about is what if that was such an egregious offense that they said you are now no longer welcome at Target Field and your season tickets must be forfeited. That's what do I worry think, about. Do you think that no, you're they're the not doing person that. to sneak and no. to another suite? Seriously, <laughs> I absolutely <laughs> don't. And I'm not even talking not about fun. suites. I'm talking about just in the main lower level. <laughs> But now I think they look I the other way. Try the sweet. I think yeah. I should try. Yeah, the absolutely, sweet. you should. You absolutely should. You got to try. Because the worst they're going to do in any, once you're already in and you have a, a valid ticket, the worst they're going to do is just ask you to go back to your seat. Yeah, you're you could just say, "Oh, I didn't, I didn't know where I was. I got lost." Yeah, and you could get lucky, and they could say you're fine. Yes. That yeah yeah that now you got to tell us if you do that. You got to let us know. Yes. Oh, I definitely you, will. You need to go do that next next game. Yeah, I definitely will. <laughs> Baseball season is only a month away. Oh, it's not, so not wow. even. Um, yeah, I'm very, very happy about that. But we have the, you know, we hit that little weird spot when you're between sports. Um, mm-hmm. I think that, that was when we were when hockey was the only thing going on, and now we're full, full into basketball and spring training. So now we have plenty of stuff to talk about on the show today. At work, somebody said mentioned the movie Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Who were the kids mm-hmm. in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? And I remembered Violet, Mike TV, Charlie, and who were the rest? Well, that's pretty impressive. I yeah. could not remember the rest. One I don't think I would have remembered any of them. One of them was uh, Veruca Salt. Veruca Salt, oh, yes, yes, yeah. yes. Veruca no, Salt, oh my gosh. I haven't even seen that movie. <laughs> oh, that's so great. That's it. That's one I could not remember. You haven't seen that movie, oh. Jason? Oh, no. Gosh. You never saw it? Oh, it's, it's classic. 
Augustus yes, it is. Gloop. That's another one. Augustus Gloop. Yes, Augustus. That's in either one that ate all the chocolate or fell in the yeah. chocolate yeah, river or something like that. Yeah, he fell in the river. He fell in the river. Right. I remember yes. Violet. That's the only one I remember by name. Wow. Yeah. Now my life is full. I remembered the name. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. Great. <laughs> but it's been great to hear baseball stories from Bonnie. I can't. Absolutely. I can't think of a better way to you know wait out a blizzard. Yes, I cannot wait for spring. Oh yeah, me too. But, I'm tired of this but, winter. Thanks for calling me, you guys. That's so sweet. I really like that. Well, thanks for thanks, coming back. Thanks for today. joining us. My pleasure. I'll do it anytime. All right. Sounds awesome. great. Hope I see you guys soon. Big thanks to Bonnie for coming on this week and sharing those great stories. If you have a story to tell, find someone and tell it. You don't need a podcast. No one really needs a podcast. I mean, it's just us talking into mics. In fact, you don't even need the microphones. So tell your stories and listen to others in return. The more you know. That's probably trademarked and copyrighted. We can't use that. Come at me, NBC. Yeah, I said it. Next, pronunciation. We haven't done pronounce this in a long time. What segment is this? Pronounce, pronounce this. Okay. This. Um, but but uh, Dr. Garrett Schumann tweeted us at G-A-R-R-T. Mm-hmm. He tweeted us a word to pronounce for the week. And so we thought, well, let's do pronunciations or pronounce this or whatever we call it. And the <laughs> word we is... Say? What did we say? <laughs> how do we say? Why would you say? Oh, well, sorry. We don't have the rights to that. No, we don't. Um, okay. So here's the word Garrett sent in. Okay. Dr. Garrett. Dr. Garrett. That's I, how I, I would say that. Yeah. Dr. Garrett. I will spell this word. Okay. R-I-B-A-L-D. I would say ribald. I would probably say ribald. Okay. Uh, did he give you a pronunciation key or something like that? Nope, he didn't. He probably just wanted to see what we would say. Okay. Um, I'm looking at the key, and I'm not sure I know how to read these anymore because this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> ribald or ribald, I think, are both correct. Ribald or ribald. It's, it's got both of them in here. That's not a word I use very often. Mm-mm. So I don't often one. refer to sexual matters in an amusingly rude or reverent way, so I don't use that word very often. No, I don't either. Yeah. Where, did he t- say where he came up, where this no, word came up? No, he didn't. Up? No, he just sent it to us. Mm, he was in a very, you know, um, <laughs> interesting conversation, it sounds like. It does. So I would like to know. The aristocrats. Dr. Garrett, how do you pronounce that word? Yes. Um, Send us an audio clip and we will listen to it. Yeah. And and after um actually this came before Jenny Robbins she didn't tweet this to us I don't think maybe she did. Anyway, this is the word Z O O L O G Y. Oh, okay. I saw this tweet. Mm-hmm. Zoology. Yes. Now, do you have yes. you always said zoology? Absolutely. Because I'm not a moron. Yeah. Well, Jenny gets very angry with people that say I zoology. I should, no, I shouldn't. Because you're not a moron. I shouldn't. Uh, yeah. I, that was that was me being sarcastic. No. Uh, no, I've always said zoology because it's 
if it was zoology, it would be Z-O-O-O-L-O-G-Y. Because you got to have the ology in there somewhere. Ology, O-L-O-G-Y. Yes. Does that make sense? Yes, good so, point. Zoology. And it's kind of close anyway. So if you were saying zoology, you could say zoology and you kind of run it together. Yeah, you can mumble your words. Yeah, or if you were drunk, you could say zoology. Yeah. It would yeah. work. And and I say I say zoology, but see, now that kind of probably sounded like both to you. It did. It's kind of in the middle. I say zoology most of the time, but I cannot say that I have not used it as zoology. I I've probably said it that way before too, yeah. I mean, because I mean, everybody knows I pretty much am a moron. But um, <laughs> I, I've always known it's not like zoology, like the study of zoos, right? Right. You know, you know what I mean? It's, yes. It's, it's, it's zoology. Right. We're talking. Yeah. If we we're talking definitions, I definitely know I have this one right, but not pronunciations. I'm sure I've said zoology. Sorry, yeah. Jenny. No, I can understand that. Um, so then after Garrett tweeted Rebald or Ribald or Rebald to us, mm-hmm. we tweeted out asking if anyone else wanted to throw some more wor- words in there. And so we, the first one that we got was after Garrett, of course, was Phil Foster at Cigar Raider. Mm-hmm. And he threw out three cities or towns. Oh, okay. <clears throat> the first one, N-E-W space O-R-L-E-A-N-S. Speaking of ribaldry or ribaldry, um, <laughs> I would say New Orleans is how okay. I would naturally say it. Yes. And I, I appreciate that you did not say New Orleans because a lot of people do say New Orleans. I think that's acceptable. I won't call them morons, but if you live down there, it's not New Orleans. It's like when I lived in Oregon, it's not Oregon. Don't call it Oregon. Who calls it Oregon? Oh, uh, a lot of people. They can aura get out of here. <laughs> they can get aura gone. There you go. That's better. Um, <laughs> That's what I was going for to quite get there. Let's just help so, you out. So, so you could also say Nolens. Right. So Nolens. When I lived down there, mm-hmm. that's what I said. I mean, I, I just think of James Carville. You said Nolens? No, but I said Nolens. Nolens. Really? But now that I'm back up north and. You know, I get the mixture of New Orleans. I say what you say, New Orleans. New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think all those are acceptable. It depends on what you're rhyming it with in the song that you're writing about New Orleans. Well, that's true. You know, sometimes you can stretch things like that when you're writing a song, but if yeah. you're just speaking in sentences to people. Yeah. Well, think about, I think about it this way. I've never heard anybody say the New Orleans Saints. Correct. Because it doesn't, it doesn't flow. So they're automatically going to say the New Orleans Saints. Yes. Right. So I've that's never how seen I anybody say New Orleans Saints either. So yeah. That's so a good if you point. can't if you can't use it with the name of the football team, then you shouldn't pronounce it that way. Okay, I like it because I don't yes. like New Orleans. That's the rule I just made up. I like it. Longstanding and history. The, the the next one is I think the capital of Kentucky. Am I right? I believe you're wrong. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know what the word is, but yeah, Oh, go it's ahead. Frankfurt. Yes, Frankfurt is the capital of Kentucky. Okay, that's not the word. That, I would that pronounce Phil it Frankfurt. <laughs> okay, All right, so the place which, where they make the baseball bats. How about that? The blank oh, slugger. Okay. Yes, what most people think, if you ask them the capital of Kentucky. Most people, including me. Well, we are actually most people. But I did come up with Frankfurt. You yes, know, you did. Like, that's a good pull. Yeah. I used to be very good at capitals, but not so much. I used to know them all. Yeah, it's not not so much anymore. 
We've talked about being forgetful, right? We have. Yes. I couldn't remember. Um, I would say <laughs> Louisville. Yeah, it's it's. I know that people say, especially the natives say Louisville, Louisville, but also they say it's even more. They mumble it together, Louisville, Louisville. Louisville. Yeah, I would probably say Louisville if I was reading, if I was talking about because I tend to mumble stuff together. But I've also heard like Louisville, Louisville slugger. Yes, and I I am guilty of saying Louisville. Yeah, so I think that's also. Again, with the Saints and the baseball bat, it's the similar. When you have a brand or a team there, if it's pronounced that way with it, then that's an acceptable way to pronounce it. The the brand or team theory. Yeah. I love this. Because yeah. nobody's going to say because nobody's going to say Louisville Slugger. That's some people could, but most people are going to say Louisville Slugger. I bet you some people do say Louisville Slugger. Probably, but you know, people can be right and people can be wrong. Absolutely, I I can hear Todd Takei already. Tweeting us something about this because he lives in Kentucky. Oh. But he's not from Kentucky. He's from Wisconsin. Oh, well, then he has no dog in this fight. Well, I can't can't agree with that because I'm not from, you know, Louisiana, but I feel like I have a, I feel like I can say, you know, I feel like I do have a dog in the hunt. Is it Louisiana or Louisiana? Uh, If you're down there, it's Louisiana. Louisiana, yeah. So, or Louisiana. So, the one thing that I would say is not acceptable is Louisville, which Absolutely I've heard people not. say before, too. I, that, I that's haven't. out. Get that I out haven't. of here. Okay, the next one, I, I think I probably say this incorrectly. Another city, F-A-Y-E-T-T-E-V-I-L-L-E. Mm-hmm. Do you know where this city is or where the main one that I've heard of is? I'm asking um, you sort of to read my mind here, <laughs> I guess. For some Where would you reason, say the city is? For some reason, I want to say it's Georgia, but I don't think so. No, North Carolina. Oh, okay. And it's if you if you're from there, if the way I would say it is Fayetteville, but if you're from there, it's Fable. Okay, like, I say almost it like F E D V U L, Fedville. 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 I say mm-hmm. Fayetteville. Okay, I would say Fedville if if I'm around my family because this is not too far from where I grew up and uh-huh. most of my family live. And my dad was actually stationed there at the military base there when he was in the army. So I wonder if Phil um, was st- strategic with these, knowing that you know you're yeah. from North Carolina and I. No, well, Virginia, close enough. Yeah, I'm right on the line. Well, yeah, okay, but you have spent lots of time in North Carolina, and oh, I think absolutely. Phil was the one that also had spent time on the Myrtle Beach in the summer. Yes, or wherever. I think yeah. so. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Mm-hmm. Okay, those were good. Thank you, Phil. Yes, very good. And then Bernie Morris at Bernie Morris 4, the number 4, mm-hmm. sent us one. I think we've done this one in the past, but it, it, it's, you know, it bears repeating. <laughs> we can't remember. No. C-H-I-P-O-T-L-E. Chipotle. Chipotle, yes. I, but I, mean, I, I think heard that's a the ton only of really... people drop the L out. Chipotle? No, chi- the L is chipo- out. Chipotle. Chipo- no. I'm going really? to Chipotle. No. What Chip- is that? Chipotle really? or Chipotle. I would accept Chipotle over Chipotle. Okay, maybe I'm mixing that up. I've never heard it. Maybe, yeah, maybe I don't know I've what heard, I'm talking about. I've heard people say Chipotle before. Chipotle. I haven't but heard that one. Yeah, that's... Yeah. I think it's Chipotle that I'm thinking of, not Chipotle. Chipotle. Ch- I don't know. Ch- Chipotle. I don't, I don't know where they're getting Chipotle unless they think that that, I, that L is an I. 
Yeah, right. Uh, but we both are in agreement that it's Chipotle. Yeah, 100%. Okay. Um, and the next one comes from James Cunningham. It's another mm-hmm. city, James Ivy, 1978. It's another city that I do not, yeah, the New Hope. I do not think I'm going to say this right. Mm-hmm. I know how I would say it. S-T-E-U-B-E-N-V-I-L-L-E. Oh, this is in Ohio because James, I believe, is from Ohio or lived in Ohio at some mm-hmm. point, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Steubenville. Oh, that's how that's I would say it. it. Steubenville. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's right. That's all I've ever heard. Okay, well, we'll find out if we're wrong. How, how else would you pronounce that? Um, well, if you read, if you had no idea about Louisville, you would say mm-hmm. Louisville. No, because here's, here's a good test. I give this to my 11-year-old who's never heard of most of these places, and, get, and he's a very good you know, reader and phonetically pronounces everything. Mm-hmm. Like, you should hear, because he's never seen like the Harry Potter movies, but he's read all the books. And so he'll read some, he'll say, you know, he'll read some of their names and some of their crazy names in there. If you've never heard the way that, you know, they're intended to be pronounced, yeah. like in the movies, you read it in the book, you're like, it's totally different in some cases. And so oh, he'll yeah. say some of those and make me laugh. And I'll be like, well, who are you talking about? Because I've, I've heard of the people in, even though I've never seen the movies or read the books, I've heard of the characters' names just in pop culture. Yeah. And I'll be like, what are you talking about? And he's like, and I was like, oh, no, it's pronounced this way. So yeah, we talked about if I that once. Threw it, yeah, if I threw it, if I threw Louisville at him, he, I think he would say Louisville. Okay, well, that, that, that might be a good test. That's I'll, a good I'll, test. Yes, I'll do that. You do the curling, you know, information test. No, or gray no. duck, gray duck. Yeah, gray duck. That's right. That's what it was. And um, I know it was something. It was investigative reporting in the curling you were going to do too about how we yes. could learn how to curl. If, if we could get some of them to come on and teach us how to curl. <laughs> now we're going from <laughs> learning how to curl to teach us how to curl. Yes. <laughs> um, the one so word I, from- I will do. I will do my homework and see what he says on okay. that one. And, and on this one too, Steubenville. Now, the one that um, I think I've already told you this, but I'll tell you again because you're talking about Harry Potter. Yes. It was always Hermione to me when I read it before I knew that it was supposed to be Hermione. I think that's how he said it, too. Yeah, Hermione. It sounds like the way he said it. It reminds me of that. And then when I heard Hermione, I thought, yeah, I guess that makes a little more sense than Hermione. No, I don't think so. I think it's just, you know. I mean, it sounds better. It flows better. Hermione, that's prettier than Hermione. Yeah, but I mean, just I mean, just be honest. All that's a bunch of nonsense. Oh yeah, and she's a millionaire, billionaire yeah. probably. Yeah, but I still blame her for all the crap that came after it. Oh, we've talked about this, and I agree. Yes. You talking more most about the uh, vampire? Yes. Uh, wolves versus vampire. Yes, uh, and the Twilight. And the, Fifty Shades of Grey came out of that because it's all fan fiction based on that stuff. I was watching this um, CBS this Sunday morning on mm-hmm. Sunday morning, and uh, that makes sense. Imagine that, right? And they were doing a, a special on Rotten Tomatoes, and they were, you know, what Rotten Tomatoes is not the actual tomato; it's rotten, but the website. It's a, it's a fruit, right? No. The website, you know what I'm talking about. The website that yes, rates movies. Yes, of course, movies. I know what you're talking okay. about. All right. So the, they were talking about when you, you know, I guess the scale system of if it's 75% or higher that people like it, it gets a tomato color. But if they don't like it below a certain amount, it's green and it's splattered. And, mm-hmm. um, 
and Fifty Shades Freed, I think it's called, the newest one, is it's one of the lowest Rotten Tomato scores I've ever seen. And they, they actually reported on it. On They used it as an example as one of the worst. It was like 13%. That sounds about right. Actually, I would have I would have gone into single digits for that movie, even though I've never seen it. That looks. We hear horrible. it. Speaking of tangents, review movies without seeing them. That's yes. how we roll. Yes. Yeah. Um, unless we're doing a recommendation segment, and unless I've seen the movie, because I pretty much like everything I see, <laughs> as we know. Um. Any more pronunciation? Yeah, words? we got two more. Bruce Masterson okay. at Bruce J. Masterson sent us this. Mm-hmm. Q U A. H O G. Hmm. Cohog? Yeah, Cohog, probably. Or, you know, at first glance, if you're sounding it out, you might say Quahog. Quahog or Quahog. Yeah. But I bet you it's something like you're saying, Cohog. Is this a town too? I think it is. It sounds like an Ohio kind of thing. It almost sounds like. C-O-H-O-G. Yes. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yep. And another Q. So that's a good one. I, I don't know. My guess. I don't know. Ohio is probably as good a guess as any. I mean, how would you guess where this town was if you didn't know? Yeah. That seems like a New Jersey town. Or wait a minute. Oh, you Isn't know Isn't this where this Peter is? Griffin lives and Family Guy? This is. This it's is. Rhode Island. This is a fake town. Yes. I don't think it's a real town. Family Guy. Yeah, that's what I just said. It's where Peter, it's where Peter yeah. Griffin and them yeah, live in Family Rhode Island. Guy. So it's, it's fake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew I'd heard that before. So is it Quahog? I'm pretty sure it's Quahog, like C-O-H-O-G. Yeah, I've never watched that show, but. I've watched it like the first few seasons, uh, but it's been many, many, many years. Well, that was a good pull. Mm, very good. Okay, now the last one. Mm-hmm. Another location, place. Yes. Q-A, and another Q word, Q-A-T-A-R. Mm-hmm. I know, you know what this I, one is. It's I, cutter. Cutter. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, I will Which say that- zero sense whatsoever. Zero sense. I will say that when I first saw it and not, you know, heard it pronounced cutter for, you know, over and over, I would right. say Qatar or Qatar. I would say Qatar, yeah. Yeah. But cutter, yep. Which, again, how you get Cutter out of that? I don't know. I don't see Cutter at all. So that's a good one. Which is also, it's a country, right? It's a country. Mm -hmm. Isn't it where they were going to have the World Cup or did have the World Cup for soccer? I think so. And it was like 140 degrees outside. That would be so awful. Yes. At least it's a dry heat, though. The reason I know how to pronounce this word, this, this country is because they talked about it on PTI, and it's one of the places where Tony's population theory for soccer yes. came from. Yes, yep. <laughs> which we have more people. We have so many more people. We should crush all these other teams and come from other countries in the World Cup that have less people in the country, which makes yeah. zero sense. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> cutter, let's cutter. cutter this segment right now. How about that? that sounds good to me. What kind of? Uh, I am a professional. What happened you, to me? You are. It's because it's a different time of day. That's a professional segment. Mm-hmm. Segway right there. I couldn't think of the word segway. I'm so professional. You're professional. <laughs> Cutter. Thanks for listening to the Speaking of Tangents podcast. It's not over, but I'd still like to say thanks because you've made it this far. You deserve something. 
Up next is feedback. And if you'd like to send us feedback, well, I mean, you can send feedback to other people too. I don't know if they will read it on a podcast or not. I don't really know them, so I don't really know much. But I know I love you. Anyway, you can reach us on Twitter at SpeakTangents via email at speakingoftangentspodcast at gmail.com. On Snapchat, Facebook, Snapface, something else that I can't remember. Oh, there's a website. Speaking of HTTP colon backslash www.speakingoftangents. Do we have any feedback this week that is or is not food related? Because that seems to be what everybody wants to talk about is food. You know what? Food, I've noticed this week on Twitter, food, music, and movies. Those are the three. Absolutely. And And I'm not saying I have a problem with that. It's just food is, people love food. People love food. I don't blame them. food, yep. So we do have feedback other than food, and we have food feedback too. Cool. And, you know, speaking of baseball earlier with Bonnie, well, a little inside baseball here. Mm -hmm. Talk about professional. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We're we're recording this episode just a little. That's a major league segue right there. Grand Slam segment. You hit that one out of the park. <laughs> well, when you pitch it right down the middle, it's pretty easy. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So well, you are playing with the input. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> we're recording this episode earlier than we normally do because of scheduling reasons. So the tweets that we have today here. Because we want to. How about that? Yeah, because we want to. Yeah. 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 We, we don't answer nobody. So Eat it, everybody who listens to this. So most of the tweets are going to be from earlier in the week or over from the weekend. Sure. So the first one comes from Cool Aunt Claire at Cool Aunt Claire. We have not heard from Cool Aunt Claire for a while. Mm -hmm. And she says, from a review of The Shape of Water by at Stanfield Kevin, Kevin Mm -hmm. Stanfield, quote, love takes many shapes, sizes, and degrees of moisture, unquote. (laughs) (laughs) And she says, catching up on Speaking of Tangents this morning, hearing Kevin review unseen movies again is a huge treat. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I loved, I was tweeting when people were tweeting that the Fishman movie won on Monday. I was laughing because I was tweeting back at them. Was that the janitor or the assistant janitor or the assistant yeah. scientist? Because that's what Kevin was saying. He was I, like, know. I don't know if she was a janitor or a scientist. And then later he's like. Her friend, I don't know if she was the assistant janitor or the assistant yeah. scientist, which killed me. <laughs> and uh, awesome. were people, did did they respond like they knew what you were talking about? Or were they like, <laughs> what is this dude talking about? Brendan in New Jersey was like trying to answer my questions like I was genuinely asking them and I'm going. I'm just making these very obscure references to a movie review by a reviewer, Kevin, who hasn't seen the movie. I know. It's fabulous. I loved, <laughs> I loved it. it. Now that the, talking about inside baseball. Absolutely. Way inside. Like inside baseball. Just a bit inside. Yeah. Um, I was doing the guy from the Phillies. What's his name? Um he would do the this week in baseball. Yeah, I don't know who what his name is, but I do know who you're He's talking about. He's a super about. famous broadcaster that we should know his name, but we um have received John something. our John's always a good yes. Yeah. Um, we have John received Smith. our first tweet from Luke Kane Benson at Baby oh. Luke KB. And, and Luke says, speaking of tangents, thanks for the Twitter mention, even if I don't know what a podcast is. <laughs> Dad says it's on the Google machine. <laughs> nice, nice. Well, it is on the Google machine, Luke. 
Mm-hmm. Just search he Speaking should, of Tangents at SoundCloud.com. He, he should know what a podcast is. His dad has a yes, podcast. Yes, he should know. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're, Luke, we're on SoundCloud.com or iTunes or iHeartRadio or Google Play or Stitcher, any of those. Your dad should know. Yeah. We'll give him a break because, you know, he's what, like two months 20, old, 20, 20 days old, something like that. <laughs> And um, remember the question that, uh, speaking of music and people liking to talk about music, on the question that Will posed to us last week at a- yes. Aquarium, D-R-N-K-E-R, mm-hmm. about the topic of the uh, best three songs in a row on any one album. Yes, and you great, and I both said Thriller. Question. Yeah. Absolutely, yes, great question. Thriller, Dark Side of the Moon, probably my top two. Yeah. So a, a few people have weighed in. But first, Simeon Copeland at The Schmooze said, um, wow, that three-track discussion is driving me nuts in a good way. So many albums to go through. Very cool. Exactly. I mean, it was, that's why I, that's why I cheated and just went with my vinyl collection. Yeah. Well, well, you had, you had to narrow it down some way because I mean, it's so, it's such a cool question and it's hard to get three that are back to back. Yeah. And it's just, I mean, I think Thriller wins hands down, but you know. Dark Side of the Moon is close to me. I mean, go back. I list, actually listened to it this weekend again, last weekend again. I went back and listened to Dark Side of the Moon. Mm-hmm. And when you go from On the Run, which is, I know not, it's, it would make it four in a row. But if you go Time, Great Gig in the Sky, Money, it's just, an, it's awesome. It's just this like, you know, incredible, like awesome music moment. And so that's, that's real close to Thriller for me. Well, and. So, you know, as we said, I use my vinyl collection only, but you're saying that Thriller is, mm-hmm. if for all the albums out there, Thriller's up there, not just my vinyl collection. Mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah. You, you need to get Dark Side of the Moon on vinyl, by the way. I do. I have it. Mm-hmm. I'll be listening oh, to that. Yeah, I have it. Oh, yeah. Cool. Um, and then Sean Morris, he kind of got this started by listing his, some of his. Um, uh-huh. And at Sean underscore Morris, he said, the top three question drove me to the beat laboratory, pulled these four <laughs> as tribute. Now, and then he included a picture of these four albums. And, uh-huh. and the, the albums are Eric Clapton, Blowhard, You Two, The Joshua Tree, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, Dan, The Torpedoes, and Van Morrison, Moonland. I think it's called Moonland, isn't it? Okay. Um, what is Eric Clapton, Blowhard? Well, isn't that what it is? Isn't that the name of the album? Or did I read um, it wrong? I think it's Slow Hand, maybe what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> uh, see, I don't know Eric Clapton, but that, um, maybe I need glasses. There is definitely an out. Al- maybe I'm missing out on my Clapton there somewhere, but I don't know yeah. of an album. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe I need glasses because all I did was look at the picture. Oh, okay. Yes, yeah, Slow and Hand I read is. Blowhard. Yeah. I could say him saying slow hand because it starts off with cocaine, <laughs> wonderful tonight, and lay down Sally, and one and all three of those were hits. And wonderful tonight is one of my favorite songs of all time, oh. and the other two are great too. So I could see him throwing that in there. But. Well, see now he <laughs> Eric Clapton blowhard. <laughs> what in the world? <laughs> so he didn't point out a three. <laughs> he, I think I took his tweet as he's not necessarily saying that these are three songs in a row, but. Our mm-hmm. discussion just inspired him to to dig out some of his favorite records and have oh yeah that makes sense yeah um, and he, and he picked Blowhard by Eric Clapton I think that's a great record 
Oh go out and get blowhard today. <laughs> That's the first three tracks on Slow Hand. So, and those are those are the three that I would pick if I was picking three off of that in a row. So, okay, I can see that one. That one's up there for me too because those are three great songs. <laughs> and no, he may mean blowhard. I may be, you know, hey, who knows about Eric Clapton? Look, Blowhard is my favorite Eric Clapton album. It's like a okay. deep, deep cut, I'm telling you. When you get that one on vinyl, let me know. Okay, I will. Um, and then that sparked uh, quite a few people responding to um, Sean's Sean's records. Uh-huh. Um, and then, but before before we get to that, we'll read a few more. Um, Jeff Kenton at Jay Kenton said, In your discussion of top three album sequences, did you mention the first three from Rush, Moving Pictures? And he mentioned uh-huh. Tom Sawyer, Red Barchetta, Barchetta, Barchetta. Uh-huh. and YYZ. Yes. Hashtag summer of 1985. Absolutely. I saw Rush, uh, I guess it's been about five or six years ago. They did the Moving Pictures tour. I saw them when they played that entire album from beginning to end. And it's awesome. Yeah, you and I have discussed Rush. Um, I think it mm. might have been Joe Errol when he was on. Yeah, oh, definitely. Uh, saying that that was one of his top five albums. Yeah, and I still haven't gone back and listened to the Rush. Well, you've heard Tom Sawyer, right? I think I listened to it after we were done recording, but I haven't listened okay. to it since. And honestly, my favorite song out of those three is YYZ. It's an instrumental because Getty Lee is not my favorite vocalist. I do remember you saying this. That yeah, I, remember I listen YYZ. to Rush for the music primarily. And I mean, he's not terrible. It's just not my preference. Um, yeah. But um, Tom Sawyer's strong, strong I mean, was a big hit for them. Maybe their biggest hit. Um, and then YYZ is an incredible instrumental that is very cool. Well, my favorite is Blowhard. Okay. Um, we'll read two more. Actually, sure. I will go back and listen to Tom Sawyer, and I'll listen to these other two now. Yeah, listen to YYZ. It's a good. It's a cool, cool song. Luke Overby at Luke Overby, uh-huh. young stat man says. I agree with some of Sean's and the podcast thriller wins, but my honorable mentions. Uh-huh. And then he says, Kendrick. And so to help me out here, the second part is the name of the album. I would think good kid, mad city, mad city, M-A-A-D, yeah. mad city, number seven uh-huh. through nine. I don't know what those songs are, but they're number I'd seven. I have to look through it nine. up to know seven through nine, but yeah. And then Adele, the record 21 uh-huh. tracks one through three. Um, I, don't know I, those. I own that. I own that album, but I don't remember the, I would guess that um, it's probably rolling in the deep. Um, let me see. And someone there. like you, um, maybe. Yeah, it's uh, rolling in the deep. Rumor has it, turning tables. Oh, yeah. Those see, are I good. would say yeah, I'm not a good, big fan of Rumor Has It. No, I would. The reason why I wouldn't include this is because yeah, I'm not a huge fan of that song, and I think "Set Fire to the Rain" is better is a better song than maybe all of those except for "Rolling in the Deep," and that's number five. So it, again, the it's it's not only does it need for me to be like three great songs in a row, it almost needs to be my favorite three on the album oh, to include yeah. in mine. So I mean, yeah, I, I can agree. see him going with that, but "Set Fire to the Rain" is probably my second favorite, or maybe my favorite Adele song. But see, I can appreciate this tweet because he's oh, yeah. listing honorable mentions, and I'm always yes. for honorable mentions. Yes. Okay, so Stevie, I'm thinking this is Stevie Wonder. Um, Stevie Blowhard, yes. Songs in the Key of Life, numbers yes. five through seven. Let me look up what these are. You go where you talk about. Okay, and then the next one he puts in there is Outcast, and at Atlians, 
I'm going to let you go on this one. Atlians? <laughs> okay, let me guess that it's ATL for Atlanta. Yes. Number three through six. And then he chose Mark Broussard, Bootleg Live, number one through, numbers one through three. Mm-hmm. And then his last one, last honorable mention here is Eric B. and Rakim, Follow the Leader, number one through three. Numbers one through three. Yes, which I think is um, Microphone Fiends in there. Uh, what, what else would be in there? I'm looking up the Stevie Wonder thing. That's why my brain isn't working. Where? Which tracks was it, Stevie Wonder? Five through seven, Songs in the Key of Life. It'd be Sir Duke, I Wish, and Knocks Me Off My Feet. Those are three great songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, those, that may be my favorite three songs on that album. Yeah, so I would go with that. And Eric B. and Rocky, he said one through three, right? One through three, yes. Yeah, Follow the Leader, Microphone Fiend, Lyrics of Fury. Yeah, that's, those are three great ones too. And that's the one I said I had trouble coming up with um, hip-hop albums because of the fact interludes, that we have so many yeah. like interludes, which kill, which I'm not putting that, and an interlude can't be in there as one of the great songs of all time. No, so, no. Um, unless you're, you know, Jessica Beale. <laughs> but anyway, um, I would also say, I think we went, I don't know if we have any more feedback on this what we're, we're going to get into, but um, James had tweeted, James Cunningham had tweeted something about the Beastie Boys, and I'm like, yeah, I'd, I, would, I would throw them in there. There's a couple of their, yes, their things he did. I would throw in there, yep. too. Which would um, be, you know, Bobo in the Corner, Root Down, and Sabotage, Off of Communication, probably the best three-song run. And still, that doesn't make my top five because Root Down and Sabotage are two of my favorite Beastie Boys songs, but it would have to have Sure Shot as probably my favorite song on that album, even over those. So, and yeah, that's number it, one. So it does you, throw a wrench in it it's when, hard, you, yeah. when, when you have a favorite song that's not... Included in the strong run of three, so you you yeah, choose not I to pick be, that out. Yeah, I couldn't do that. That's um, yeah. Check out this th- Twitter thread if you want to read it because there are tons of people weighing in yeah. on their stuff. Rob well, tweeted I, a bunch, a couple of police ones. Um, yeah, people the were police tweeting ones about were you two. Yeah. Yep. Me and uh, you went back and forth on you two. Yeah, because um, you th- don't think you think that I still haven't found what I'm looking for is a little overrated, and I find it to be my it is my favorite you two song. See, so, I don't think it compares to Streets Have No Name. Yeah, uh, Streets Have No Name is you. great, but you know, there's some nostalgia points with the other one for me, as we talked about. Yeah, yeah, I understand. So the the last one here, I'm just going to read. This is John Fitzpatrick at Fitzjohn P, and mm-hmm. he said these. This is his A list, and all of the ones that I'm going to read are numbers one through three on the album, which is interesting okay. to me. And then he says, before I read them, he says, "Yes to Thriller, but don't sleep on Off the Wall." For the other, another Jackson. Very true. Very true. Now I'm just going to read all of these in a row, and then I'll tell you. John went one step further, and I'll I'll tell you that in, after okay. we read through. So George Benson, Weekend in L.A., Dire mm-hmm. Straits, Making Movies, Brothers in Arms. That's a good one. Police, Outlandos de Moir. Oh know. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Billy Joel, Fifty Second Street, Prince, 1999. John Hyatt, Bring the Family. Robert mm-hmm. Cray. Strong Persuader, Stevie yes. Ray Vaughan, Texas Flood, and In Step. Absolutely, Texas Flood, Stevie Ray Vaughan. Yeah, that's so, Love Struck Baby, Pride and Joy, Texas Flood, which three killer blues songs. And, and so here's what John did, and I encourage anyone else who wants to do this to do it because this would be great. Mm-hmm. John went, like I said, he created. Well, he went one step further and created a a playlist on Spotify with. All of these songs, the first three, he called the playlist first three with all nice. of these songs on it. And I listened to it and I haven't gotten through it all, but I enjoyed it very much. So awesome. 
If anyone else wants to create a playlist and send it to us, feel free. Uh, Very so cool, that was yes. great. And I, I think that John might have included even more on here, maybe some of the ones that Sean mentioned, because yeah. I, I feel like there was some more on there, like um, Tom Petty, too. So. Very cool. Yeah, it was, yeah, that, it was that's, that's That's really cool. I need to go listen to that. I didn't see that link yet. I need to get that. And mm-hmm. anybody who wants to tweet those at us, we'll, we'll, we'll retweet them or get the links out there for what you think are your top three, if you want to make the first three kind of deal. Or He, he went first three because he, 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 he made it even more difficult for himself and picked only the first three songs. Like yes, he did. Yep. Which typically, honestly, though, most artists put their best, what they think. Sure, the they stack them up the front. Top. Yeah. Okay, now you said, do we have food feedback? Yes, we do. We've got just mm-hmm. uh, a couple more food feed, feedbacks. James Cunningham at James IV 1978. He said, I am with Robert Colpeen, R. Colpeen. I love PB&J and bologna with cheese and Miracle Whip with and flavored potato chips. Uh, Hashtag, I think my position is go ahead. You know, pretty, pretty solid on this. Yeah, I can only go with PB&J. But he yeah, says, hashtag Team America and hashtag Team Freedom. <laughs> Wait a minute. Those are some like, interesting hashtags to me. Like Team America World Police, the movie with the puppets from South Park? Is that what he's talking about? That's the only I thing mean, that makes sense to me. I don't know. Do they like, do those puppets like cheese and Miracle Whip and bologna? I would say yes, they probably do. Because oh, if, if you, if because, well, look at it this way. My reasoning on this is if you like PB&J and you like bologna and cheese with Miracle Whip, then you are absolutely a puppet. <laughs> Okay. And then speaking of Robert Colpine at R. Colpine, he said, and he, he tweeted this mm-hmm. at Judo Fuse, Jason, that's you at Judo Fuse, in case you forgot, you know, your handle. Even yes. food versaries can find common ground. I too <laughs> like my steak medium to medium well. Excellent. Speaking of tangents, bringing people to the world together. Yes, we, we aim to unite people. Yes, that's the idea. Yeah. Th- and that is what we do here. And, and um, I appreciate Swagmaster recognizing us for that. Yes, we aim to unite people against peanut butter and jelly. Yes. <laughs> no, we do not aim to unite people against peanut <laughs> butter and jelly. Um, and then after uniting everyone, um, Garrett Schumann at G-A-R-R-T says, the only thing I disagree with Jason more than his stance on chicken is his preference for steak cooking temperature. So I don't know. I don't know if he likes it. You said you like your steak medium to medium well. I wonder yeah, so if I'm, like, I'm basically in the middle. Is he like burning it to a crisp or is he, eating, or is he you know, eating. cutting it out of the bull, out of the cow, like on the farm and stiff stuffing it in his mouth? Is that well, what would be the opposite? It'd be rare. Okay. So maybe he's, I, I would like to hear um, if he likes it rare or if he likes it burnt because I'm okay, I'm okay either way. I just. Yeah, well, I like it medium well. I mean, yeah. medium rare. So maybe that that's what he likes, or rare. Me, yeah. It's medium rare, and then it goes right to rare, doesn't it? I think so. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I stay away from that end. And then back to Mr. Cunningham, mm-hmm. because, you know, he was, he was talking about how he was with Robert Colpine, but he is he not. He's prolific with, in the feedback this week. Yeah, he is, and he is not with us on this. Oh, okay. And this is in all caps. Starbucks is the best. Three explanation points. This podcast is over. Speaking of tangents, is brought to you by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Hosted by Jason Fuse and KJ Onstead. Created 
by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Music written and performed by Jason Fuse. Lyrics and vocals by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Edited by Jason Fuse. Special consultant for guest acquisitions is KJ Onstead. And speaking of guests, we want to thank the fantastic Bonnie Burko for joining us again today. And you can follow Bonnie on Twitter at Bonnie Burko. Oh, and speaking of Twitter, and since March is Caffeine Awareness Month, I thought we should be fair and finish up James Cunningham's tweet about Starbucks coffee. James Cunningham at James IV 1978. Starbucks is the best.